new drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, not Mason. Oh, I can't believe I did that. Do I have to put like a buck in a jar? <laughs> is that what is that what this has come down to? Yes, Danny, it has. Do, Danny, do I have to put a buck in a jar every every single time that happens? Because it hasn't really happened that frequently. I think it? you should just put a buck straight into Terry's pocket. Or into the, the, uh, the auction cause tonight. Well, this is a great cause tonight. Medicine Horse is a fantastic organization. I'm actually doing the show from the Boulder JCC. Medicine Horse, they help veterans. They help uh, women dealing with breast cancer, uh, breast cancer survivors at youth risk. And they, they bring them all to their farm and they do therapy sessions. And, you know, it, believe it or not, is it, it is a proven scientific fact. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. It is a proven scientific fact that horses and dolphins, and this is for horses, they give off an energy that suddenly make people feel more calm. They are less anxious. And this is about raising money so they can have more groups of people doing that type of therapy. So this is a tremendous event. And um, I would be donating far more than just a dollar. So with that, uh, welcome back to the show, Goodman Fry. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, we're a little over an hour away for game two between the Avalanche against the Oilers. Pavel Francouz will start in goal tonight. Darcy Kemper is out. And Oilers starter Mike Smith is back in net after getting pulled in game one. You seemed in the first segment, Terry, a little cynical about this, about Francouz starting. I don't think you are questioning that Darcy Kemper actually is injured, whether it's an eye injury, a concussion. It's an eye injury. Okay. With that... Do you believe if Francois plays well, Darcy Kemper's not stepping back on the ice as long as the Avs are in the playoffs? I think it may be all academic anyway. I don't think they'll have the decision to make because uh, I think they'll decide that he's got this eye problem and they can't just move forward about being casual about reinserting him in the lineup. Uh, I, I think he it's very clear. I don't know if you heard the other night in the post-game news conference, Pavel Francois said he had gotten a little bit of an advanced warning to warm up that he was probably going to have to go in. And uh, so I asked Jared Bednar, he doesn't want to talk about the specifics of the injury, but I asked, well, it's apparent Pavel Francois got a little bit of a head start or a little bit of advance notice. Could you at least talk about the communication process there? And he said, Bednar said, well, I had an indication that, that, uh, that he was having a problem and uh, told Pavel to get, to get, to uh, get ready. And it, it was kind of interesting because Francois said it was the trainer who told him and Bednar said he told him, but somebody did. And so, and Bednar said, we, we left 
Darcy in because we were on the power play and Francois warmed up for two during two shifts on that power play. And so it really was kind of mind boggling to me that, that it, they left in a goaltender who hasn't admitted eye, pro, eye issue right now for a couple more shifts as the power play was winding down. You know, you, you can face a shorthanded breakaway the other way. So I don't, I don't understand that process. That, that raised my eyebrows a little bit. But I do think, just, I think Darcy Kemper's done for the playoffs, regardless, whether it's because of the eye or because, uh, because his teammates have lost faith in him. I'm just wondering how this whole thing flared up. He got hit in because, the face. He got hit in the face twice uh, with odd shots. So you one think of that one would, of them was was particularly thunderous. So you think that was the impetus for his eye, for lack of a better phrase, not re-aggravated, aggravated. Yes, and I don't know that for a fact, uh, but uh, that's what I, that's my gut instinct, and I'll go further than that. That's my understanding. How good do you feel about Francois and goal considering? His goals against average is 3.59. His save percentage is under 90%. You and I have talked about it. I understand his record is 3-0, but I look at a goals against average very similarly to a pitcher's ERA. Jacob deGrom, his ERA is below two a lot. Yet, when you look at wins and losses, he doesn't look like a very good pitcher. Well, he's To he's, me, 3-0 is great. But you have a team that also scores a lot of goals. I think it's a little deceiving on how well he's playing if you choose only to look at the stats, which are, oh, well, he has a loss in the postseason. But I think it's the body of work is that the, the other statistics are not are not uh, because of an overwhelming sample size. So, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is he's played three games. He's given up three, three, and two goals in a very one start full game and two relief appearances of that two periods. And so I don't think that's that's a real a real significant sample size. It's what he does from here on out, and I I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be such a great story, a great story if Pavel Francouz steps up and is the Jordan Bennington of this year's playoffs or whatever. Uh, in in uh, Holtby a few years ago when Grubauer was the Washington starter going into the playoffs, and so. I, I think it'd be a great story because this is a guy who didn't come over until he, he wasn't signed by the Avalanche until he was 27. He played he played over in Europe in uh, the KHL and the Czech League, Chelebins, Tractor Chelebinsk in the KHL and in the Czech League. He played in several world championships. He played in the 2018 Olympics. This is a guy who's used to the spotlight, who's used to pressure, and I realize that this is different. It's going to be uh, a, lo- a lot more pressure, but he... Uh, <coughs> I think he's. We're going to find out if he's up to it. I think it'd be a great story if a guy who didn't come over from Europe until he was 28 years old steps into the steps into the starring role and is more than up to it. I I, th- I also do think that uh, because of the Avalanche style, I know you talked about maybe they'd have to rein in the draw pull in the reins a little bit on the jumping into the play defenseman. But I, the biggest compliment you can pay to Pavel Francouz is make sure that the team doesn't step out of its identity adjust for him let's talk about smith for a minute i understand that if you pull smith you you are you can you can make the case the oilers are panicking after one game smith has been their goaltender all year i get the loyalty as well all of that makes sense to me but i gotta tell you something (laughs) this guy looked awful you listen if you if you want to be loyal 
That's cool. Smith does not look like he should be on the ice. Well, I said that it's uh, it's almost as if there's another Mike Smith, great, great, great retired jockey, seven-time winner in Triple Crown races. It's almost like they got mixed up and threw that Mike Smith in the net on in game one on Tuesday night. Avs win tonight. If they win tonight, you think we're looking at a short series? No, I think it's going to go set six or seven you do. games. I, if they win tonight, I think they'll lose both games at Edmonton, and then it comes down to two, two out of three with the Avalanche having home ice. I why? Remember. Why? Why do you think they're going to lose both games in Edmonton? Because of the crowd? Because of, just because of the home ice advantage, and just because these teams are are even semi evenly matched. I, I realize that it looks as if the Avalanche have more. Uh, more uh, weapons in their repertoire, but for the most part, I think this is going to be a conventional six or seven game series with the home team winning the first four games. Okay. You have, you've been to most hockey arenas in the NHL. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say uh, with, with some exceptions. Okay. Is, is Edmonton a more hostile environment than Nashville? I have not been to the new arena in Edmonton. I'm going to say, yes, it is. Why? Because Nashville is rocking. And, and St. Louis is not an easy place to play either. The knowledgeable fans in Edmonton make it that way. I think they, the, the decibel level is high, and I always distrust the veracity of alleged measurement of decibel levels. But they're, not, they're both knowledgeable fans, and they're vehement. Yeah. But I, and they're, and they're not, all not, looking ahead yeah. to the 50-50, which is like $400,000 or something like that. I think the Avalanche take a game out there. I really do. I, I, again, defensively, I don't care how good the crowd is and how knowledgeable they are. Edmondson's defense is not very good. No. And the, the Avs defense, I understand the Oilers came back from a 7-3 deficit. Didn't win, but came back. I, I, I think the Avs can tighten things up. Would you agree? Yes. Defensively? But they shouldn't go, they shouldn't over, go overboard on that because again, no, that would, I understand. If they overcompensate out of, out of concern with friends, souls, that almost defeats the purpose. Right. But you would agree with the talent that the Avs have on the blue line, they can find a way to tighten a few things up here and there. Would you agree? Yeah, but they're all, they're all, Bednar emphasizes it virtually. You can always virtually say that a goal was because of a mistake. What he wants to tighten up is the mistakes, not necessarily make stylistic changes. Okay. With that, I don't think Edmonton can tighten up their mistakes because they don't have the talent to do it. But I'm not picking the Avalanche to lose the series. I think they'll still no, win the series. I'm talking about series. tonight's game. I'm talking about tonight's game. I'm talking about tonight's game. Okay. I'm talking about tonight's game. That their best defensive pairing got undressed as... Well, McKinnon got behind him. Well, that, 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 that's not a, that's been tied by a record previously set by many defensemen in the NHL, getting undressed or, or ha- waving goodbye to Nathan McKinnon as he speeds by. No, that's fine. And, and he has skated by plenty of guys. I mean, we saw it in the Blues series when he went Gilbert Perrault, if you remember him. Yes. Hall of Famer from the Buffalo Sabres. French Connection. And, and right, the French Connection. Uh, Rene Robert and. The late, the, the late Rene Roberg, may he rest right. in soul. With that, I understand how good McKinnon is, but overall, their defense didn't look very good. No, it didn't. D- but, uh, d- 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 Keith, Keith looks old. He can well, still he hit. Well, he is old. But he, well, there you go. 
There you go. And he's one of your top three guys. How old is Tyson Berry? Tyson Berry? Really? He's not even a top three guy, but he I think Keith a lot is of goals. Duck and Keith is 38 now. Right. But, okay. So they're riding on a 38-year-old defenseman to bring veteran leadership to their blue line, and they're not very good. And then they have Mike Smith backstopping them. I, I see the Avs scoring five goals tonight, minimum. And if the Avs can find a way defensively to not let Edmondson get off crisp tape-to-tape passes like they did on more than a few goals, I see this as a route. I, I do think the Avalanche will win tonight. I think it will be closer than that. Uh, I think Mike Smith will have a recovery game in a sense. He'll be confident, and I think it will be close. I think the Avalanche will win. What's giving him confidence? No, I see but what is he basing confidence off? He got yanked. Yes, he did, but he's he's also capable of rebounding. Not against this. Yeah, he is against Calgary. And, but I, but and I'm the saying, Kings. I, but I'm saying the Avalanche will win tonight. Right. He's he hasn't faced an offense like this in the playoffs. And you know what? The Avs haven't faced an offense like this in the playoffs. I, I agree with you on both ends. Great. I just. We, we keep talking so much about the, the forwards and, and you know, the, the, the top lines. First of all, the Avs have more depth, and we saw that again in this game, at least in game one. I, I think we, we can both agree the goalies aren't really that great, and the, <laughs> the, we, we can both agree on that. But I think the Avs are going to find a way to get the puck out of their zone much quicker, and they still got it out pretty quick. Well, I they just think- have to... They just have to avoid getting caught up in an Oilers forecheck where the puck is so deep they just can't get it out. I do think Pavel Francois is an intriguing case of let's see what he can do given the number one role in the playoffs, and I don't know the answer to it yet. Now, now we're talking about old defensemen. Uh, the 2001 Stanley Cup team had a 40-year-old defenseman named Ray Bork. I'm not saying Duncan Keith is Ray Bork, but right. uh, well, we're familiar with the concept of an aging defenseman stepping in. By the way, should his jersey be hanging at Ball Arena? No, I mean that was Good that, that was probably. I'm so glad you agree. That was probably a mistake, but that was Pierre's acknowledgement of his his role in the game. And Ray Bork's, of course, his number is retired in Boston, yeah. and that's where it should be. And I don't think anybody was knocking Ray Bork by, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I originally was of the view that if they want to do that, that's fine. But I've kind of come around to the opinion with the passage of time. Yeah, I, I bet Ray Bork wouldn't have wouldn't have been if, Ray Bork would not have been offended had the Avalanche not retired his number. Let's put it that way. But coming I, up after, but, but he was such an icon yep. in the game. Yep. Coming up after the break, Tim Patrick said some really interesting things about the Broncos' offense. And if you think the Broncos' offense is going to be really good this year, you're going to love what Patrick had to say. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. 
Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us at MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we've been talking about this for a while, and it is this Saturday, Rocky Mountain Eurosport hosting a 4 by 4 event in Parker. They have a location in Denver and in Parker. This one is going to be in their big lot in Parker. It's called Rigs and Tacos. They're asking people to bring their lifted trucks, SUVs, other cool gear. They're going to have a couple of food trucks, Hip Pops Denver, and Cooking with a Crown. They're going to be featuring lifted trucks, SUVs. If you're into that stuff, you're going to want to check that out. They're also going to be hosting a fundraising car wash. For the Legend football team. That's awesome, too. If you're looking for a great deal, by the way, on a luxury car, foreign car, domestic car, get to Rocky Mountain Eurosport in Denver or in Parker. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. Tim Patrick says the offense is something the NFL has never really seen before. It's a combination of Nathaniel Hackett's offense and what Russell Wilson likes to do. Plus, he says there are situations where there are five formations, all of them look the same, and then there are five different play calls out of the same formation. And he says it's going to take extra meetings, and that's what they're doing right now. He added team meetings with Russ, team meetings with each other, meetings, meetings, meetings. There's a lot. Trust me, the offense is difficult. Just the regular routine practice is not going to be enough to get this down pat, so we have to do things on our own so we can get it. We don't want to be one of those teams to make excuses, new coach, new quarterback, and we don't get going until the end of the year. And that's what we don't want to get going at the end of the year. We want to come out of the gate firing on all cylinders because it's Super Bowl or bust this year. That's I've been that. covering this. I've been covering this team, Terry, since 2004. And I haven't heard Super Bowl or bust over the last six years. This is different. At least the attitude is. It's easy to say, of course, that the Avalanche have been singing for a couple of years and haven't been able to bring home the prize yet. But I certainly understand that has to be the mantra. That has to be the attitude. And uh, I guess you didn't hear it from Drew Locke last year. You didn't hear it from Locke. You didn't hear it from Flacco. You didn't hear it from Simeon. You didn't hear it from Lynch. You didn't hear it from Osweiler. You didn't hear it from anybody. Because you know what? Nobody believed it. Nobody believed it. As you and I have talked about in the past, Brock Osweiler made this phrase famous. Ball security is job security. All these past quarterbacks talked about not making mistakes. Russell Wilson talks about touchdowns. It's a different attitude. And this, listen, I don't know how well they're going to play, but I can tell you right now, they're going to be prepared. Because all these guys seem to be on the same page. And Russell Wilson set the tone by bringing everybody to his compound in San Diego, getting to know the guys. This guy, I've been told by too many people, he is so focused on winning. He has a Peyton Manning type of focus, and it's contagious if a guy has a resume to back it up, and Wilson does. Does this just mostly, in your mind, flash back to Peyton Manning, or, or are there differences? Well, it's funny because I actually asked that question to Cortland Sutton uh, at the last press conference I was at, and Sutton said, 
when I talk to Demarius Thomas and when I talk to Emmanuel Sanders, listening to what they had to say about Peyton Manning in the building is exactly what's going on here with Russell Wilson. I am not suggesting the Broncos are going to go to two Super Bowls with Wilson. I'm not suggesting they're going to win one. But finally, a lot of these young guys, and a lot of them are talented, guys like Justin Simmons, Cortland Sutton, they don't know what it's like to win in the NFL. Now they have a guy who's saying, follow me, I will lead by example. And it took time for, for Peyton Manning to win over everyone, overcome overcome the, the injuries and step in and, and after a slow start. When he, he was an initial, an initial success. I think we all sometimes forget that. But I think Wilson physically is in a much better position to be immediately successful. Yeah, the the Broncos under Peyton Manning in 2012, which, by the way, many will say was their best team mm-hmm. of all of the teams they had. The team that went to the Super Bowl, highest scoring offense in NFL history, the team that went to the Super Bowl and won it with one of the best defenses in NFL history. Many who follow the team, many who were on the team would say 2012 was the best team and they started off two and three. Mm-hmm. There was a feeling out there was a feeling out situation. Peyton Manning was a new quarterback. He was coming back from an injury. But the attitude that Manning had when he walked in the door does not reflect a two and three start. The attitude was there. It just took a while to feel each other out. It's like dancing with a new dance partner. It's it's like having a new radio partner. <laughs> where no, I'm serious. It takes some time. And after the first five games, they took off. And yes, it will take some time for this Broncos offense to gel. Plus, they have a new coaching staff. I get it. But the work will be there to make sure it's not a slow start. Well, they will we we and they give the the Broncos that grace period or will we panic it? Oh my god. Oh my god, Russell Wilson is not is not what we thought. Well, l- looking at the start of the schedule, I think there might be some panic because they're not facing a buzzsaw at the beginning of the season. At the end of the season, it is a buzzsaw. So they better start fast. They should win in Seattle. They have winnable games at the beginning of the season. You know, if the schedule was flipped, I would be worried if they're starting off the season against Kansas City and then they have other difficult games that they have to play. But the schedule is more favorable at the beginning of the season where they can get off to a faster start because at the end of the season, it will be difficult. I think that's but, one. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. That's one of the things we underrate is the is – the, you're playing the same teams, but if the schedules are flipped. It's about the mechanism for gaining momentum and gaining faith in what you're doing at the start of the year. I agree. Coming up after the break, game one of the NBA Finals is tonight between the Celtics and Warriors. If Steph Curry goes on to win another title, it will be four, and he will match LeBron James. Will Steph Curry, whether he wins four, five, or six, Will he ever be mentioned as one of the greatest players of all time? That's next. Head out on the highway, looking for adventure, and whatever comes our way. After.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. <coughs> Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. SmileLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, Avs getting ready to play in probably about 40 minutes or so. And if you want some place to watch the game, highly recommend you go to Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. They are a big avalanche bar and they always have great specials like they do for every Avs game, two-for-one pitchers of Stella throughout the entire Avs game. This place, something for everyone. I love going to Greenfields in their happy hour. You're not going to do any better in the country. And you're thinking, well, of course you could do better in the country. No, you can't. Three until seven every single day. Two-for-one, wine, well, and drafts. Every day, Three until seven. They have a pool hall, not just one pool table. They have a pool hall with 15 pool tables if you want to play. Every seat's a great seat to watch the Avs game or the Broncos and the Nuggets or the Rockies. And if you love live music, no cover every Friday and Saturday. Head to Greenfields in Lakewood. You're going to love going there. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Game one of the NBA Finals tonight between the Celtics and the Warriors for many years. We've talked about Jordan versus LeBron. It's been a debate. LeBron has four titles. Jordan has six. Will LeBron catch Michael Jordan? And if he does get six, who's the best player ever? Well, here comes Steph Curry, and I think it's fair to say the Warriors are the favorites. If Curry wins his fourth, Terry, should he be in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time? He should already be in the conversation as one of the greatest of all time, but the problem there is the definition of terms. How many are you talking about? How many one of the greatest of all time does that involve? I mean, I'd I'd put him... When you say one of the greatest of all time, are we talking about the 10 best, the 50 best, the 25 ten. best? Top 10. I think he's I think he's already get, he's ready to encroach on the top 10. So, yes, I would say in general he's already among the greatest that we can start to quantify it and reaching into the top 10 if he does. I think he's already there in some ways. I mean, I think that generally speaking when we look at the greatest players of all time, we instantly gravitate towards big men. Russell Russell, Chamberlain, Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal. All four of those guys were unguardable. Is that fair to say? Yes. In their time. Although Chamberlain was guarded by Russell and vice versa. Curry is unguardable. He really is. But so is LeBron James. So was Kobe Bryant. Larry Bird. Magic Johnson. I mean, I just ticked off about eight guys who would be in anybody's top ten. So where is there room for a six-foot-three point guard in Steph Curry? I just wrote down nine names, and I'm sure I forgot somebody. So I think of Who do you got? Who do you got? Russell, Bird, Jordan, Magic, Chamberlain, Oscar. You forgot Oscar, I think. LeBron, Kareem, and Kobe. Um, 
Uh, that's a that's a pretty good top nine right there. I, I and Clyde Drexler, of course. That's an inside Please. joke, folks. No, no, I know. I thought I thought you were going to say Sean Kemp. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, I, I Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in NBA history. No question. Eddie John Eddie Johnson when he was on a roll. Eddie Johnson, when he was on a roll, what? Was a well, great shooter? was a great shooter. There's, there's a whole bunch of streak shooters. Well, Vinnie Johnson, too. Right, right. but but they're not in the same no, league oh, absolutely in not. terms of shooting as a Reggie Miller, a Ray Allen. Correct. Those guys were not streak shooters. They were just flat-out great shooters, and Larry Bird was a great shooter as well. But what happens if Steph Curry does get to six titles? Why aren't we talking about him the same way we talk about Michael Jordan? I think we already are to a certain point, but but Jordan's so much above everybody that I I think that's almost uh, that would almost lead to to trouble to try to compare the two. You know what? Uh, you're going to disagree with me, and I'm very much on my own island on this. And I don't mean this word literally, but it's the only word that comes to mind. Uh-huh. Michael Jordan's overrated. No. He's not as overrated. The, as the greatest player of all he's time, greatest, he's overrated. He's the, he's the greatest player of all time. No, I don't even I not. won't even broach disagreement on that. Okay. You, we don't have and I remember I grew up watching Michael Jordan. Yeah. Great Maybe, defense. This is what people say about Michael Jordan. He's the greatest competitor of all time. You know he's the greatest competitor of all time. Please give me a break. <laughs> you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I would be tempted to take Kobe Bryant over Michael Jordan, and I'll tell you why. Okay? You ready for this okay. explanation? Go, go, no. ahead, go ahead and prove how wrong you are. Okay. Well, no one, I'll start by saying no one will ever be able to knock me off this pedestal when it comes to this particular opinion. Michael Jordan never would have won a championship if Scottie Pippen wasn't on that team. And I mean never. Ever, 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 ever. And Kobe Bryant won a title with a very good, I understand he's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a great player. He won a title with Pau Gasol. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan would not have won a title with Pau Gasol. Scottie Pippen is an all-time player. And oh, by the way, they never would have won three more if Dennis Rodman isn't on the team. And anybody who follows Chicago sports like I do, and I was in the media there too, would tell you the same thing. No way the Bulls win three more if Dennis Rodman is not on that team. Now, when you look at the first three, Phil Jackson had a lot to do with it. A a lot more than people even want to recognize because he was so great at managing egos. Remember, um, Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen on the team when Doug Collins was the head coach. Michael Jordan is a great, 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 great player. If I had to... I hate to use the one-on-one who's better one-on-one. LeBron James is a far superior athlete to Michael Jordan as a basketball player. He did more. As good of a defensive player in his prime, talking about LeBron James, but you know why people complain about LeBron James? Because he passes in big situations. You know what I call that? Getting your teammates involved trying to win titles, trying not to be selfish. But if LeBron James has to take the final shot, he's still pretty damn good at it. So do you denigrate Larry Bird because he played with Mikhail and Dennis Johnson? 
No, what I'm saying is Larry Bird was great on his own. Michael Jordan was great on his own. I'm just saying he wouldn't have won six titles. I'm going to disagree with you on that. Well, so you you believe, because I'll fight you on this, you believe— But that, 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 that doesn't you, lessen his own stature that he had. He played he, with He's a great players. player. You believe that Michael Jordan would have won a title without Scottie Pippen on the roster? Yes, with I Horace do. Grant, with Horace Grant, John Paxson, Steve Kerr, Luke Longley, Bill Wennington? Are you nuts? But we're also not— we're Seriously. Also, we're also not knocking Le- LeBron James because when he didn't have great teammates, he didn't win championships. Um, he had he. I, I wouldn't say in Cleveland when he won a title, he had great teammates. I'm not a big Kyrie Irving guy, and Kevin Love's a nice player. He's a very good player. He's not a Hall of Famer. He had Kyrie Irving. That's what he had. Okay. So, but Steph Curry, he makes his teammates better, right? Yes, he does. Right. Michael but he, Jordan, but, but he's also got Clay Thompson. So uh, we, should we knock him down his step and stature? He makes Clay Thompson better. Michael Jordan made Pippen better. But to me, Pippen is one of the greatest players of all time because he's one of the best two-way players to play the game. Okay. All I'm saying is, if you take Clay Thompson off, off, off the listen, we could play which, this which game you all day. Which you kind of did take a, for a long time. Yeah, I mean, you could always play the take the guy off, but my concrete example is LeBron won basically just Kyrie Irving and Zydrunas Ilgauskas. Kobe Bryant won a title with Pau Gasol, right? Right. Michael Jordan won with two Hall of Famers, Rodman and Pippen. Well, Chamberlain played with Hal Greer. That's fine. I'm saying his final three, if Dennis Rodman doesn't join that team, Michael Jordan has three championships, and we just might look at him a little differently. Magic, played, Magic played with Norm Nixon, James Worthy. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. These guys we're mentioning were all great talents on their own. But I'm saying this without question. Jordan does not win a title without Scottie Pippen. No way. No way to see when the title without Scotty. Well, we'll have to go to some kind of, kind of compute, computer simulation to find that. Yes, I would love to do that. You got to get out of here. You got to. Uh, you got to go to. You got to go to a hockey game. I eh? do. A eh? the organization is awaiting me. What's the final score uh, tonight? Avalanche four to three. Uh, is that going to be a? Is that going to be an empty net? Four to three went. Wait, wait. Well, four that, to three. Oh, there's no empty net then. No. Okay. Terry, enjoy the game. Overtime conversation. Thank you. Is it an overtime four three win? No. Okay, good. I'm I'm infamous for predicting overtime and being correct, and so I'm not going to do it this time. Danny, you said okay, good. Like you're you're taking his prediction like literally. Okay, good. At least it's not overtime. I just want to know what to expect tonight. If it's going to be if it's going to go a little longer, or if it's going to be just a normal length game. Well, yesterday I joked I joked about how it's going to go to five overtimes and be zero zero. You did. Right. I don't. I don't think we're in danger of <laughs> no, that. No, I don't think so. I'm going to give a partial score. Avalanche six. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it. After the Dodgers have lost three in a row and the Rockies won two out of three, the margin between first and worst in the NL West is a little bit closer. Uh, you guys also talked about LeBron James a lot in that last segment. We'll talk about some of his business ventures. Coming up in Just In Case You Missed It, that's on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, Terry is driving to Ball Arena right now for game two of the Western Conference Finals. Danny, my friend, it's just me and you. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at argonautliquor.com. Just in case you missed it, after the, after the Dodgers lost three straight to the Pirates and the Rockies won two of their last three against the Marlins, Colorado is now only 10 games back from first place in the NL West. That, Eric, is the yeah. smallest margin of any division in baseball. Uh, Colorado, a 23-27 record. Yeah. Their next four games at home versus Atlanta. Then they have three on the road in San Francisco, L.A., 33 and 17. Their next four games are versus the Mets, one of the hottest teams in the MLB right now. And then they're at the Chicago White Sox for three games. So which happens first? 20 losses for the Dodgers or 30 for the Rockies? They're each three away from that number. The Rockies. Really? You, you sound I'm trying to have a little hope. I don't know. The, the Braves aren't, as, the the Braves aren't that great. And yeah. the Mets are hot right now. So I think the Mets could maybe win three out of four against the Dodgers. They could. Is, is DeGrom going? No. No. No? No, I like the Dodgers' chances. I mean, the Mets are really good. So you can make the case they're two really good teams. Okay, I'll give you hope. I'll go with the Dodgers. How's that? Does that make you feel better? Because Not really, because I don't, I'm, I don't I, believe it. <laughs> because clearly, because I do a radio show and I've been in the media covering sports for 30 years, I clearly know all the answers. So if it makes you feel better, I'll humor you and say, you know what? It's it's the Dodgers that are going to lose 21st. Does that, does that feel good? I think they'll probably uh, get there on the same night. Unfortunately, well, but it does it does make me feel good. It does make me feel good that you think that the Dodgers will be to twenty before the Rockies are to thirty. Danny, you got to pick a side. Don't say they're going to do it on the same day. Take a stand. Okay, then I'll say the the Dodgers as well. The Dodgers are hitting a slide right now, and they'll be in a slide for a couple weeks, and then they'll be in the they'll win the World Series just like Dave Roberts guaranteed. Right. Uh, now, was that therapeutic for you? Now that you got it all out, now do you feel better? Now do you have more hope? Uh, I haven't really been paying much attention to baseball, <laughs> so I just want—I just wanted to get him in there because right. we hadn't talked about him in a couple days. I didn't want him to feel left out. That's true. Well, oh, also now, shout now out to not. shout out to Brendan Rogers, uh, three run or yeah. three home run game the other night. So yeah, they, good for they, him. In, in game one, in game one, they they scored a run and lost fourteen to one. And then they believe it or I mean, how many teams, how many teams? I, I, I'm wondering if there's a stat 
that a team scores 26 runs in a doubleheader and splits. Is, do you think that's ever happened in baseball history? Not think likely. Think about that for a second. They I don't think that's 26 likely. runs and split a doubleheader. It's hard to do that, I think. Hard? It's, a, it's nearly impossible. Is it harder to do that or harder to not give up any hits and still lose the game? Well, you got to throw in walks, too, because guys can be wildly effective. You know, they don't give up any hits, but they walk seven guys. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Uh, just in case you missed it, LeBron James has become the NBA's first active player worth $1 billion per Forbes. LeBron's contracts from his 19-year career thus far have yielded $385 million, and then he's got a bunch of business ventures that make yep. up the rest. Uh, his business yep. ventures include his production company, Spring yep. Hill, a small stake in Fenway Sports Group, and interests in food and beverage industry, including his 10% stake in Blaze Pizza. Which of those three industries would you most enjoy being involved in? The media industry, for sure. I mean, look at what Tom Brady's doing. And now he is in the media industry. Peyton Manning's in the media industry. And then you going digital and streaming. I mean, that's that's the future of where we're going. I mean, 10 years ago, would anybody have said, gee, you can make a lot of money doing podcasts? The, this business is evolving, and LeBron James is taking, <clears throat> taking advantage of it. And good for him. Good for him. Uh, just in case you missed it, NBA Finals storyline game one tonight. These are two of the top defensive teams from the regular season, and they've been pretty good throughout the playoffs as well. Draymond Green, however, feeling slighted by not being on the NBA all-defensive first team. The first team was the Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, Mikhail Bridges, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jaron Jackson Jr., Rudy Gobert. Uh, Draymond was on second team, and he only played 46 games, but he did say there's no minimum games requirement, so there's no reason that he sees that he doesn't deserve a spot on that first team all-defense. Uh, while Smart played 71 games, Bridges played 82, Giannis played 67, Jaron Jackson Jr. played 78, Rudy Gobert 66, they all played 20 games or more than Draymond did. Do you think that some of that went into the vote, even if it's not supposed to? Absolutely. And it should. There's a reason why if a guy wins a batting title, he has to have a certain amount of at-bats. It's the same concept. You know what, Draymond? First of all, you are a stud defensive player. You were the defensive player of the year in 2017. You want to prove something? You want, you want to show everybody you should have been on the all-defensive team? Go shut down Jason Tatum. And then everybody will eat their words. He is a great defensive player. He's a tremendous defensive player. But to your point, you can't play 47 games. Can you? Danny, what do you think? Well, you can. He did. But it, I just think that, yeah, when the other guys play more, yeah. they, de they deserve a little bit more shine. So he got second right. team, but he would. Right. everyone wants to be first team, but not everyone can. Only five right. guys. Yeah, you, you, you got to listen. It's not his fault he wasn't healthy. But you got to reward guys who are great who play more games. No one will ever debate that Draymond Green isn't a fantastic defensive player, and he is going to be a Hall of Famer. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're complaining about that? 
I mean, come on. You know what? You should be more concerned about winning another NBA championship. And if you want to, go shut down Jason Tatum. And then you'll get you'll get your fourth ring. All right, that's going to do it for us. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Always have great specials starting tomorrow. All 750 milliliter domestic wines are 15% off. Don't forget, Argonaut delivers and delivers for free if your order's over 100 bucks. See why Westward named Argonaut the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Order online today at ArgonautLiquor.com or check them out off of Colfax. Danny, great job on the show today. Who was doing the uh, show on MileHighSports.com? Andrew. Oh, uh, me, Nolan? Nolan, yes. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving him a shout out. No way. Terry was great, though. Danny, you were great. Ask Nolan what the final score is going to be tonight of the game. Six four abs, he says. Wow. Nolan, great job today. Making the best possible night you can. Yeah.